Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy hump day. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. We have a special guest, Steve Heckler, is in from Twin Cities Jazz Fest to tell us all about the good things that we can do down at TC Jazz Fest. How's it going, guys? Thanks, Grant. We are delighted. We are a very, very first time we're meeting this gentleman who comes on our show every year to talk about the Twin Cities Jazz Festival. We're meeting him in person. Woo! And that's what you look like. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you. We have your handsome. <laughs> Steve Heckler. I tried to warn you. <laughs> from the Twin Cities Jazz Festival, and he's and he's like, I'm a little sweaty. I've been downtown setting up everything. So if you're not going downtown Minneapolis to the big events, you're going downtown St. Paul so for the Twin Cities Jazz Festival. Number one reason, free. It, thank <laughs> it is probably one of the best jazz festivals yeah. around. It really is. And it's in St. Paul. There's no Saints game that day, so guess what? There'll be a lot of parking. Right. And there's no reason not to come down. Uh, it's a good thing to come out and support the arts, right? Absolutely. And yeah, it, it's is a, it Friday, Saturday? Yes, so it goes Friday and Saturday. Okay. How many stages, how many acts? Okay, so we have two outdoor stages at mm-hmm. Mears Park, and it goes from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and on Saturday it goes from noon till 10 o'clock. Um, we have everything from uh, everything from straight-ahead jazz to fun stuff, a lot of youth playing on the stage in the afternoon. So it's a real mix of stuff, and it's a lot of it's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It's, it's so, so fun. fun. How do you put it on for free? I know we ask you this every year, but yeah. it is amazing. 25 years, though. To, I know AARP is yes. the big sponsor, but is that the reason? But we you... have sponsors. is okay. a big one. And we have grants, obviously. We're a 501c3. We're a nonprofit mm-hmm. organization. And donations. Okay. And people step up and want to see this. It's good for the community, good for arts, and people step up and will make donations. Uh, it's great for downtown St. Paul. Yeah, exactly. It's super yeah. fun. Lori and I pretty much have gone every year at mm-hmm. least. And so tell us this year's highlights. Oh, where do you start? Well, <laughs> with the big ones. The big one. So we have on Friday night playing, it's Paquito de Rivera. Not Paquito. Uh, playing the Afro-Cuban also. He was one of the last uh, players with Dizzy Gillespie. And we're just honored to have him. Uh, we tried getting him for four years, and then COVID hit and canceled them a bunch of years. So mm-hmm. we're just honored to get him here. Good. And then uh, one of the premier jazz artist bass players is Christian McBride. will be here on Saturday night. And we're just honored to have him. And then we have um, up-and-coming. We have Camille uh, Thurman with the, with the Dow Green Quartet, who is an up-and-coming, I think, virtuoso jazz singer and, and sax player. Oh, cool. And Davina and the Vagabonds will be oh, uh, yes. kind of one of our Davina. low... Yeah, you know. And then we have... Just so you know, we have over 250 local jazz musicians. Wow. And it's important that people understand, if we didn't support the arts, this festival wouldn't happen because there would be no musicians to play it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we weren't supporting this kind of thing or have this kind of community, that's, so a big shout out to your art teachers out there, your no kidding. music teachers, no right? No kidding. They, you know, without that. 
And my, my, you know, parents that have let kids have drum sets in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mm-hmm. mom did. I don't know why she put up with yeah. that. Yeah, and we, we can bring chairs, blankets. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and we. You yeah. guys have the food and beverage and. Right. We have lots of food trucks. We have a beer truck. Yes. A Guaranteed wine truck. A wine, yeah. Wine mm-hmm. cook, exactly. Yes. So yeah, bring bring a bike. It's so fun, and it's kind of like a nice gathering of the community too. Because I always feel like we always run into friends. You always see, but it's free. Yeah. It's free. It's mm-hmm. so awesome. And the music is so, it's good. so fun. Well, it's, it's also it's a walking kind of event. Yeah. So if yeah. you're at the main stage, and you know you, you want to see this venues all over downtown St. Paul, so you get to walk around and check mm-hmm. out different things from TPT, Metronome, uh, Dark Horse, Creative Space, St. Paul Hotel, Mancini's. You know, you just w- wander around the city and just enjoy it. Go in, go out. Buy a beer, make sure you support them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, enjoy it, you know? Oh, my gosh. So, do you get a buzz doing this, like, when the night finally comes? Like, are you like, my baby? Yeah. Because you started this. Yeah, I'm just amazed that it's happening. I guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just amazed that that it took off like it did, that the support is there. And uh, yeah, sometimes it just. But it's your passion that's really driven this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of humbling. It really yeah. is. Uh, yeah, it's mine, but I'm not, I don't act alone. I mean, it's just, no, I know it's like that, but a, you're, you're like the, one of the most enthusiastic music people I've ever met in my life. Cause you well, genuinely love the music and you're, you're invested and know the artist. So that makes a big difference. And that's the fun part. I get to book musicians that yeah. I've idolized all my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get to meet them. Oh my God. How many people can say that? I get to meet them, mm-hmm. get to uh, watch them play. I'm mm-hmm. right behind, you know, Mm-hmm. So you can find out a little bit about them, and then they're playing at a stage, and that, that influenced me. I, you know, when I was that age, and now they're playing, like having someone like Paquito on there, who I listened to when I was, you know, a lot younger. Wow, now he's. That's if cool. it wasn't for musicians like that, I wouldn't have done this. So I think it inspires. I'm sure all and you guys, right? If yeah. people that inspired mm-hmm. you that got you here, and that's kind of what this is about. I'm just waiting to meet Mick Jagger and Cher. So <laughs> I'm waiting yeah. to meet Joe Rivers. <laughs> oh, all right, you'll be on the stage next year. Yeah, you put, there you go. Guys, some, can you guys put something together? Oh, yeah. We have, we have talent in our nail and our pinky. <laughs> yeah. That's that little, do you, do, in the website that people go to? TwinCitiesJazzFestival.com. So that'll give you the lineup. Uh, everything. If you want to know that where all the venues are that are yes. having music. Okay. Correct. Oh my gosh! And then if if people want to, you know, um, I'm thinking, you know, wheelchairs. It's wheelchair accessible. It's a flat venue, you know, pretty much for the most part. And, and all those great restaurants around there. Do you, if people want to eat, dine at the restaurants around um, the park, do they need to probably make reservations? Do you think? Um, I, maybe I think maybe. so. It gets yeah. a little crowded yeah, around there. Yeah. Might be a good idea. Uh-huh. But just so you know, everything's accessible. All the venues, everything is accessible. Awesome. So uh, it's we, we encourage that. And that's the idea. So if this is the silver anniversary of the jazz festival, yes. is the rumor true that this is um, you're going to step down after this and just yeah. be a participant? I am retiring after this festival. Mm-hmm. That is very true, but not the fret. I know you guys are. Yeah, give me that look. Here. Everyone, everyone <laughs> listening is pulling over right okay. now. Well, they're pulling over. Don't crash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Dana Martinez, who I've known for 15 years from the Ordway who does a lot of large events, passionate for the arts, who I know, you know, mm-hmm. I was totally, you know, impressed that she applied, wanted to come in, and, and she's going to be taking this thing over. Okay. She's just really passionate, dedicated her life to running mm-hmm. things like this. Cool. And she's, after setting up the stage in 90-degree weather, I thought mm-hmm. she'd run away. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she'd be gone, long gone. <laughs> see, you, Adio, see you later. Nope. 
He's still there. We do almost. (coughs) We always have pretty nice weather for this festival because it's always this, you know, end of June. That's your job. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah, we're We're, the weather genies. We can do a weather dance. (laughs) Can you do a dance? Uh, And Lori's is better because she has the most more positive weather app on her phone. I have an Android phone, and the Android have more positive weather and and outlooks. And outlooks. Yeah, they really do. We test this all the time. All the time. Yeah. If I'm going somewhere, I'm like, Lori, it's going to rain and be cold. No, Julia, it's going to, it isn't. Yours is wrong. I mean, I have the negative weather app and she's got the positive. Got optimist and pessimist. Yes, there you go. So maybe I'm going to get an, well, maybe I shouldn't say that on the air, which phone? Pretty much. I should probably. Thank you. It's time I'm, to go. Too bad, too bad your job is ending, Steve. Um, the Twin Cities Jazz Fest, it's so much fun. Lori, we've been a million times. People just absolutely love it. There's so much to do, but don't forget to check out the website, Twin Cities Jazz Festival. Festival. And thank you, AARP, for being such a huge sponsor of this. Yeah, and we, one of your, maybe that jazz Radio Jazz eighty eight. If yes. I can plug them, has been absolutely just stepping fantastic. up to fantastic work. Yeah, playing the music. Uh, yeah, and that's so fun. We're that's going it. to on Friday. We are going to play Paquito and Davina and Chris Christian. We'll just play them. You know, Good. We'll just sprinkle we'll in just some sprinkle jazz, in some pepper. Good mm-hmm. on Friday. That'd be kind of fun for absolutely. some different music. And that's thank right, you that, for coming in. That's why people love you. And congratulations <laughs> to you on all your success. Well, thank you very much we for having me. Appreciate it because it's a free it. event. That is a big one that everybody loves going to. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Steve Heckler. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Break. And when we come back, it is time for a little random thoughts with me. We'll see how those go. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here for Learning Rx. And um, we know that the program works amazing. And we absolutely get so many cool testimonials from um, families where it's changed it's changed their loved one's life. In many t- cases, that's a child. And summer is the absolute perfect time to check out Learning RX. And you owe it to yourself to just make an appointment, have the one-hour assessment. It is, it's just eye-opening what you're going to find out about the cognitive um, functions of your loved one's brain. You know, why aren't they learning how to read? Why is math so difficult? Maybe their short-term memory is just not developing right and through one-on-one brain training boy they know how to nip that in the bud right away people on average um through the reading program gain four years on reading and that's a big darn deal we love them they've got seven locations learning rx.com slash mn for all your information julia's random thoughts he looks like that puppet i don't know he's had cheeky implants it's just random that's all it is Okay, how much fun was that to finally meet Steve Eckler? Grant, cool. we've talked to him I know. for 20 years, it feels like. I, uh, I, I know. I've um, never realized that you guys didn't meet him in person. We never, never met him. Because cool. yeah. we always talk to him a couple days before, before the festival, and yeah. he is busy. busy. Mm-hmm. Busier than... Setting up. Yeah, doing all that. Yeah, I, I would use one of my one of the zippers' colorful phrases, I, but I can't say it because my mouth is slowly coming back to life. I was waiting, and for I'm it. not sure how it will come out. Then I was don't. waiting for one. Then there. don't do it. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Here is what um, I thought this was interesting. Based on the Times, there's a new article out today that new college grads now need training on how to write an email. And making appropriate eye contact. And this is based on um, things like how to have face-to-face conversations. 
2020 happened. All I right? know. It's so people are messed up with a lot of people. Yes, yes. It is like we don't even know the impact of it. No? So I do not want any slamming of our young people. I'm happening. not slamming at all. I'm just saying this is this is what a lot of employers are starting to offer training um, sessions. On how to talk to people in person. It's just crazy that we would even think of this. But yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's but true. We, it all came to a crashing halt. And if just think about if you were at a young point oh, in horrible. your life, you know. It stopped everything, everything. for so many people. Yeah. For everybody. It for every for yeah, everybody, every for everybody. Just, everybody. Yeah. So I can see You can see where that that is something where that's it's happening. Coming to play, yeah. I can see that too. Um all right, so we have um Lori gave me this article on um, well, this, this was lovely. In, this I, was in the Star Tribune. I, I was just delighted. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about this lovely woman. Her name is Hildred Olson, and she died before she gained her iconic status because she was a munchkin in The Wizard of Oz. Mm. She's from Dassel, Minnesota. And um, that's right out Highway 12. Yeah, Dassel Colcato is the combination school. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. And um, they people have come out to look for the, the grave, mu- yeah, the, the Munchkin grave. grave. Yeah. And Hildred was the Munchkin in the iconic Wizard of Oz in 1939. And she was the shortest Munchkin of the Munchkins. Of the 120. Yes, she was 36 inches tall. Mm. And that she um, is from a family from Dassel. Dassel, 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 like tassel, but da- yeah, Dassel. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Don't yell at me. All right, people. sorry. Come on. <laughs> it's okay. Can't. My right, mouth you're... hurts, too. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, um, go on. She's the second to oldest of four girls in her family that were all born with the genetic condition as dwarfism. Mm-hmm. So four of them. Um, she, um, what they did basically is they You made... perform vaudeville. Yeah. They're, they're used to, were, yes. If you were a little person back then, like, they, you'd be, you'd, we got to find a show. Plus, it was the Depression. Yes, yes. How do you make money? So she gets recruited and becomes, uh, um, she wore a red, red felt outfit. Mm-hmm. Now, I, the next time I watch for this, I got to look for her. I, no her. kidding. Mm-hmm. No kidding. She didn't have a speaking line, but was just in the ensemble. Yeah, uh-huh. and she died before uh, the Wizard of Oz really became an annual CBS tradition. Yep, yep. And so what they did is they, um, two river monuments began etching a new tombstone for her. And it's black granite with the um, image of Hildred in her costume. Aww. It's placed at the start of a spiraling Aww. yellow brick road in Dassel, Minnesota, at the um, cemetery there. And um, it's way overdue. I love it's, Boyd Hubert stories. This mm-hmm. is a Boyd story. It's cute. And it the monument stands exactly 36 it's, inches that's tall. So, cute. so if you're going by Dassel, that's something new to check or out. Or Dassel, as you like to call I know. it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, I, I, gave, I was giving it a French, a French accent. Okay. And how about today being the summer solstice? The longest day of daylight of 15 hours and 40 oh. minutes today. Only Alaska and Seattle will have more than us. Golfers love this day. D- yeah, they go out and get that twilight rate, and you can golf till like almost ten o'clock. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a good, it's a big day, but it also means the days are going to get shorter. No, you that's can't okay. We can't even go there. We can't even. We can't even go there. But it is the longest day of the year. Yes, it is. The old June twenty first. That is true. A North Carolina man won two million dollars from a scratch off ticket that he bought at a grocery store he works at. One twenty dollar ticket. But I wanted to bring this to your attention because of the payout. Mm. Um, he bought one twenty dollar lottery ticket. Um, which was for $2 million. What did taxes get? The lump sum, because he asked for the cash payout, was $1.2 million, minus the state and federal taxes. He <laughs> walked away with $855,000. So for $20, $2 million, it'll take you down to eight fifty five. dollars The government got one hundred twenty. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they got more than half. They did. That drives me nuts. All they right. did. Uh-huh. That's all right. No, it's That's not. That's all right. That's happening. No. I have a little story here about... Um, I saw goat yoga the other day. Where? Where? At, at Bayfront Park. <laughs> after the marathon. It's supposed to be very, very... Goat yoga. Yeah. Little baby, little goats were running all... I didn't know oh how to feel God, about the I mats and it. the goats. I was wishing people were there. I was kind of hoping that was going to be your next story. No, my next goat story... yoga. <laughs> no, my next story is something completely different. Okay. We didn't get to it earlier, but I wanted to get to it. It's a streaming shocker that was just uh, breaking news today. Warner Brothers Discoveries is in talk to license HBO series to Netflix. Yeah. It's the very first time. If you remember back what in... What is this back in the, doing? He's, he's, he money. wants more money. Money. Thanks. All right. So HBO back in uh, the early 2000s made a big push to put... Um, Sex in the City and syndication mm-hmm. on E and TBS. Mm-hmm. They also sold um, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Entourage and Spike and The Sopranos. To no, a- they a- sold a- Curb to TV Guide, Entourage to Spike, and The Sopranos, and Sopranos to, to A and E for two hundred million dollars. So this seems very odd that now they're going to sell their content to another streamer. It's, it's the it, first. Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, it's not really, I mean, because you had friends on Netflix for Does a while, which was Warner a Warner Brothers. Brothers own HBO? Yes. Yes. Okay. But HBO properties is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, Grant, you're right. So and- it's, 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 it's a common thing. It's just being more um, talked about. Like prior to this, Netflix had a deal where they had all of the Marvel stuff, but then Disney bought it and then they said no more because we want it on our streaming service. Because HBO, like you watch... Insecure is what this one is. That's going to be put the on Wire, Netflix. The Sopranos, and Deadwood are all on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they just 
I they guess the guys looking for cash. Yeah, they lease. It's just like leasing out. It's just like it's a syndication. Okay. Any show would just, you know, anybody that owns it, if they syndicate it, like let's say, like you know, Reba goes to Hallmark Channel. Yeah, this is a very common thing. It's just being more. It's it's in a big, big more money sense when Corporate Netflix is buying. Financial yes. consideration mm-hmm. always wins. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are seeing that happening everywhere. Yeah. And if you want to know how much money you could make on OnlyFans, okay. Denise Richards makes about $2 million a month. Now, Whoa. how do people know this? Because she's told them. Oh, really? And, and she also, her daughter. Does she dig up her clothes? No, she no. doesn't. No. Mm-mm. Not that I know from experience. I just kind of bikini shots, shows some old shots, just kind of has sensual teasing. No, but what was the movie, the, the hot movie, Wild Orchid? No, Wild Things. Was she made out with Nave Campbell? Yeah. Wasn't it Wild Things? It was Wild Things, what? yeah. Okay, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a lot of the fan base. I would agree. For her. And then her daughter, Sammy, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, makes about 80 grand a month. So, oh. I think we put your finger toes to work. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, those Lori, toes. Those... If we just keep them polished, I, yeah, I and we could, you, we could just pick up water bottles and drop them. Oh, Julia, we would. Pick up I a, know, my, my toes can caress. They I, could be I lotioned. Feel like, I feel like we should start oh, something. no, I'm not going to Just a little extra cash. No one would know. <laughs> no, that's true. No, I'm, I'm producing. anonymous. I know, I'm producing your feet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be coming to you in August. Oh, All right, goodness. we got to take a quick break. Hey everybody, Lori and Julia here for MSP Airport. Go to MSPAirport.com. We want to tell you about uh, a cool test program that's happening at Terminal 2 this summer, and it is called MSP Reserve. So it's a pilot program that they're doing for the summer for busy times at the airport because not every family or every group of travelers has TSA pre-checked, so it's a way to book your spot in line so for you, security for for the security mm-hmm. time so you it pulls it's super easy uh to do it's as easy to do as the parking but it's just available at terminal two so Absolutely. if you are traveling with a group of people and mm-hmm. you don't want to all be in different you know getting through it you want to go through together it's pretty simple love it and we also both love the quick ride ramp and it's um, a way to save extra money when you're parking with a 24-7 shuttle that takes you to and from the airport in just five minutes. Your car. MSPAirport.com. 66,000 people will be singing along with Taylor Swift. She sings every one of her 44 songs or 41 <laughs> is, songs. Is that how many can fit in? Do you know how much faking I'd have to do at a Taylor Swift songs for my sing-alongs? Oh, Lori. <laughs> no, I really... Because it is... The crowd that knows all the words. I yeah, mean, everyone will know it. Know it. You and I know, Nothing. as usual, choruses and bits of yes. choruses. But That's, um, I, but I think the people watching the everything. You know, I have a Taylor Swift friendship bracelet. I have one too. I just didn't wear it today because those little. Those little beads Beats? catch my wrist hair. Oh, me too. You're such yes. a, you, you guys are too hairy. I'm not hairy. hairy. I'm a I'm a hairy man. I'm a hairy Lori. <laughs> not a hairy man. Not a but hairy, I'm a hairy Lori. A hairy Lori. And I've never liked those kinds of things because they get twisted in they my do. hair. They do. Well, just like that. Is it tonight? No, it's tomorrow, tomorrow. night. Okay. And let me tell you, just like that, they are um, working overtime for HBO. Because um, this second season of And Just Like That, basically Sex and the City, 25 years later, is 11 episodes. They've spent some money on it. They got raked 
over the coals, and rightly so, because the it was a terrible, terrible show. It was torture. Everyone hate watched it. It was torture. It was torture, and there was one good episode <laughs> but I actually, with Charlotte. And, yeah, you know, I didn't hate it as much as you but, did. But, but nothing about it is memorable. Nothing stood stood out. All that stood out was that the show started with Big dying in the first ten minutes of the first episode on Peloton, Peloton. stock, fo- and he got canceled all in twenty four hours. It felt like yeah, but that was his behavior yes, about something else. But it was grim. And the thing that I was so mad about is, A, we do feel like ownership a little bit with Sex and the City because, damn it, we got something on that show. You know, I mean, we own part of it. Yeah. The uh, the royalties are just, we're quitting tomorrow. But anyway, it was (laughs) a fun show. And I remember I didn't even get on board the Sex and the City bus until the second season. I don't think I did until you started telling me about it. Yeah. Because I. But what I felt, and a lot of other people were also expressing it, is that what the what Michael Patrick King and the other writers, and I wish he would have called back the writers from 25 years ago, Cindy Shupak and some of the other women, which he did not. He's the only writer left from that time. Is that he got wrong. What How much it fun is it is to be a woman in her 50s. In your 50s. Yeah. The bleep at 50s. He yeah. got it so wrong. He made it look so dreary. So grim, so not fun. So it wasn't, I didn't recognize the experience. Mm-hmm. And I felt that the women acting it, the three actors, they didn't feel it either. They mm-hmm. could tell they had crap. The only one who just kind of gave it her all because really maybe she was the best one of all. Charlotte, Charlotte. has probably been the best friend of all of the ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I can't believe it's 25 years, 25 years, 25 anniversary. That's the year Casey and I got married. We just celebrated our silver anniversary along with the jazz fest. Isn't that something? Yeah. And so they are going out. They have been on everything. Entertainment tonight. Extra people. They are making a Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. They want people to, to tune in and they're really hoping that they have something better to deliver. Here's Sarah Jessica Parker um, talking about Kim Cattrall, Samantha. Okay, here we go. Another treasure hunt in the new season. Favorite faces coming back. And Kim Cattrall is coming back for a scene. Yes, she no. is. <laughs> and you're executive producer, so you were part of the decision making. Yes, that. definitely. I think a really nice idea to celebrate our 25th anniversary to have this surprise um, appearance. We're all disappointed that it leaked. I mean, I I feared it would because it's kind of, it was like a kernel on hot oil, you know? <laughs> it's like we forgot to turn the flame off or something. At least the content of it is still thus far a secret. Okay. Now let me just let me just back up the bus. The, <laughs> please, the, please do it. SJP, we know this leak was a planned leak because we're all going to just basically have Samantha blue balls because we know that we're getting her in the finale, and it's a it's a a, a scene where she's not even acting with anybody. In fact, Michael Patrick King couldn't be there. SJP couldn't be there. Patricia Fields had to dress her. 
I don't know, one of my favorite writers over, I think it was Jezebel, said we'd all watch Samantha in the city, and it's all about Samantha secretly living in New York City while dodging Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> I'd that, watch the hell out of that. I, I'm, but, but Kim's got a show coming out uh, tomorrow on Netflix, Glamorous. Yes, that looks so fun. And um, so it is, it is cracking me up watch, watching everybody act like all of a sudden this is, you know, oh, it's really what the fans want. This I want Kim to know her power. She has I got feel some like real she does, Lori, because I feel like she held out and got paid a gazillion dollars. I think to they say back a, a million, a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, she she deserves it. Yeah, and they did her dirty and just like that the storyline by uh, saying Samantha Carrie actually saying, "Well, when I wasn't a paycheck to Samantha anymore, I guess our friendship broke up." Okay, but Samantha. Never repped Carrie Bradshaw. She always did her PR for free. Oh, Lori, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you digging deep. Well, no, it's just that's continuity. It's just anyway, but they are really like, oh, we didn't mean for it to leak. And I'm like, ladies, you guys planted the leak. But really, if you go back, Lori, when the the Sex and the City 3 movie fell apart, that was Kim Cattrall. Oh yeah, she, she didn't want to do it because she didn't. But like everyone the, was at the table and ready. Yeah, and I, so I think a lot of negotiations had happened there. A lot had been done, and she did burn that. But can you fault her for I not can't. wanting her to do? Like, I mean, at some point in time, like you maybe want to move on and do something well, different. That's what she said, and she had every right. And they yeah. didn't. They didn't do her any favors in the first or second movie. Oh gosh, I thought she was so funny. She was hysterical going through menopause. She was just. She's she was okay, really the maybe, funny one. Yeah, but maybe who knows what crabby plan they had for her next All in right, the fine. third movie. Good point. You, just we went in the writers' room. Though, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because big... every woman is just jumping for joy to be the face of menopause on I'm, a big screen. I loved thing. it personally. Yeah. yeah okay, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying it was a hemorrhoids are next. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's next, Julia? Inner thigh rashes. All right, are we hearing from John Corbin, Aiden? Because that's the other reason to watch, is to see Aiden. He was one of our first in studio guests. Oh, wow. Really was. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she talks about how this, uh, the, the how reuniting. How this came about? Yeah, okay. yeah. And Aiden. I love you, Carrie. They had such specific demands in the past, and Carrie was always struggling with trying to live up to those and always falling short. That it would be a really interesting reunion. Ten years just. And even some of Carrie's quirky old clothes will make subtle reappearances in the new season. Reminding us that life is the tapestry you weave out of when you were a triumph and when you fell on your face. Life is a tapestry mm-hmm. that you weave. Well, he did an interview real quick. I know we have to go. John Corbett, he said... No, he told the New York Times, he said, every flipping person I meet is just like, I was team Aiden. No one ever wants to hurt my feelings. But the fans that didn't like Aiden, and I know exactly why they didn't, he was wrong for her. There's going to be no bleeping help for these people this season. So I feel like he's kind of given us something there. Wow. Are these two going to reconnect? Of course. Yeah. But I mean, I want, and just like that, to have some sex in the city. That feels real because there was we'll see a what happens, remarkable Lori. lack of sex in just like that season one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully they take their own advice from yesterday when she said that 
in the past when everything was written, remember, everything had to be a life experience. Right. Well, they, they got off track with them just like that. Yeah, That's where so they went wrong. Bring that back. Bring that concept back. Bring that and, back. Bring yeah. that back. Yeah. Bring that back, people. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your commentary. Oh, gosh. Tell us, telling us exactly how oh, you I, I, to, I, I don't want it to disappoint. Feelings. I want it you to know be it's good. Just, just. But I'm going to watch both shows tomorrow night and just like that and glamorous. Because I am interested in uh, the Kim Cattrall. Yes. It's ugly I, Betty meets, um, what, like kind of a soap, like a nighttime yes, soap. Yes, I think so. It might be good. Sounds I'm going to be anyway. losing playing singles tennis. Oh, you are? Well, that's Pretty good. Much. That's something to look yeah, forward something to. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm the, I'm the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> All right, well, when we come back, I, really I can't wait to have you Hollywood speak a promise ring from this person to that person. Oh, perfect. All right, we'll be right back. Julia. All right, who got who a promise ring? Melanie Hamrick. Well, I don't know who this is. Got a promise ring. She's wearing it on her ring finger, and she said, yes, it's a promise ring from Mick Jagger. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. I'm hey, looking at who she is. Yeah. Well, they've. she's the ballerina. She's the ballerina. She had she's a baby. She's 36, yep. Um... She said uh, she's got a new novel coming out. And so, you know, and they call him her longtime partner, even though, you know, I don't know if any of Mick's longtime partner can really hang on to that longtime partner with any real meaning because he always has side sauce. Even at the age of 79, I would not be surprised if he, you know. Side sauce. I've never heard that before. I love it. Just so, anyway, go, okay, okay. But she has a new book out called First Position. (laughs) And as a ballerina, I think we know it's going to be a ballerina-centric novel. It could be really good. That's really kind of But anyway, so yeah, she would like to get married, but Nick is not. He's been down that road. He's been down that road. In fact, he uh, tricked Jerry Hall. That was really bad. Yeah. I don't I don't like that. Okay, the weekend, you know, he's been getting a ton of criticisms for his acting in the idol on HBO, you which cannot basi- call that act. Okay, basically no one is watching. It's sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is from that top all it yeah. is? Mm-hmm. What's the audience give it? Not much. More? I didn't even look. Oh, you look yeah. that one up. And so um the complaints are the week weekend acting is um misogynic misogynistic. It's torture porn due to the graphic nudity that they're making Lily Rose Depp do. The dialogue is so bad. Right, it's so badly written. The, here's the weekend's take on all of it, okay? Oh, the audience only likes it 58%. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Okay, here's what he says about all the negative reviews and everything. It's almost educational that this is what comes with being incredibly famous. You're <laughs> surrounded by people who you're not sure what their true intentions are. Even if it seems like they're good, you just never know. It's almost educational that this is what comes with being famous. Is he saying that people should have talked to him harder out of not doing this role? <laughs> He's got too many people kissing his butt. I, nobody told him, hey, get out of that um, show. A little bit, Lori, maybe. Oh, you're surrounded by people who you're not sure what their true intentions are. Even if they seem good, you just never know. Or he's talking about his character on the idol. It's almost educational that this is what comes with being incredibly famous. Well, I mean, yesterday he tweeted to somebody who was telling him, 
um, that that show sucks so much. He said, "Go cry about it more." Oh, that's really positive. Well, I mean, I'm just so mm-hmm. he might be saying like this is all, but you know, I he's he's probably his feelings are hurt. He's since taken down that tweet. It's almost educational. It's almost educated. Go cry about it more. My that this is hurt. what comes from being incredibly famous. I feel like he doesn't have a good. Um, Fingertip on reality. Maybe not. Maybe he's had too many people kissing his butt. And they should have told him, you're really, dude, you're really not that great of an actor. Because remember, he was so committed to his character from that one song. He went around in an ace bandage on his face (laughs) and a red jacket. We're the same thing for a year. He went method. Oh, no. He Remember went, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's beyond method. That's just weird. But, I mean, like this, and I I think he got that idea in his head. He's not the first musician who wants to be an actor. Elvis, Prince, Madonna, Bowie. I mean, people do, this is a natural thing. Yes. To want to act and yes. be provocative or whatever. So, he's finding out. Now, let me, I want you to Hollywood speak. Hilaria Baldwin oh, no. had She's... an interview with an actual Please. publication called Romper, <laughs> so I'm sure it's kid-related. Was she hilarious? hilarious. This comment is hilarious. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> see. There are You're several. You're so funny with Romper, so I'm sure it's, it's related to it was, kids. That's where it was. I'm sure Romper it room hasn't been on since the 70s. But Romper is like only children should wear them. <laughs> I was at Every Eve today. I saw some Rompers. <laughs> I People them. like them. Julia, I know when... They look good on people. They can look good. I owned rompers. They're hard to pee in. Well, that's the why we won't get them. But I have a lot of other people that don't yes. have to worry about that. But a romper with puff sleeves is a puff sleeve I cannot abide by. Those okay. are five and under. Okay. okay. You're hysterical. Puffed sleeve rompers are not for grown-ups. Okay. So Hilaria, talking to a romper, said, was asked... Well, you know, you're 26 years younger than Alec. And she said, uh, you know, how do you deal with that? And she said, at the beginning of our relationship, everyone was like, she must have daddy issues. But it's actually the opposite. Am I his mommy? Sometimes I'm his mommy. No, no. Sometimes. Oh. Oh. Oh, that means she has to treat him like one of the children. Here's your schedule for the day, honey. Did you brush your teeth? Can She's you... a mom of eight, not a mom of seven. Okay, that's just icky. Can Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Take away all the sexual fun out of that relationship no. with that comment. Kidding. What other oh. cute... But did you see anything cute there? Well, here's... You know you did. What? At Eve. Oh, Look at my cute I jacket. saw the jacket you're wearing, and yeah. that's absolutely darling. Yeah, no, I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a coat hoe. Uh, it's darling. Okay, here's what else she told Romper. She... Loves giving birth. <gasps> okay, I've never actually heard anyone ever say that. Loves that is, giving birth. Here's well, what she people said: People love being pregnant, but you never hear "I no. love giving birth." I loved giving birth. My last child, I pushed for one minute. Well, that's why it's. And then it's, she it's, said, you just say giving birth is simple for me. Giving birth is like going down a water slide, and then you get to the bottom, and you're like. 
I want to do this again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it comes out so fast because she said so many so quickly, baby. I mean, who gets a one-minute birth? I know. I it. had hours and all, I think 12 hours with one. She's I mean, as pretentious as goop she about says, children. No one should say these things out loud. Well... None I mean, of the, the neither of them understand of them, the concept of a filter. We've learned this from yes, years yeah. ago with the voicemail yeah. that he left his daughter. They neither She's of them have a filter. Pretended to be Spanish for years and how years. Do you say In fact, yelling how you say cucumber <laughs> to Hoda uh, and Savannah. I think scolding that, paparazzi. Will you get that on our soundbar? How, how do you say cucumber? I I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's committed to her shtick. She really is. And so she's committed to this, that even though of her seven children, two of them were born via surrogate. She loves giving birth. It's like going down a water slide. Yeah. I have never. (laughs) I really... I'm, I'm seeing some friends tonight. I'm going to ask them Are you going to ask any Do any of you think birth was going on a water slide and you wanted to get up the ladder and do it do again, it again right away? You couldn't wait. Oh, I hope there's another baby right behind that one so I can feel that unbearable 747 pressing down on my rectum. And we have tomatoes. We have, um, a, how do you say, cucumber? Cucumbers. We have um, red pepper. We have, of course, of, yeah. course. of course. How do you say in English? Because that is one of the best ways to do a, a pretend accent. Yes, it is. How is, do you say? How do you say? How do you say in English? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you say? How do you say? Uh, you know. Oh. Yeah. Water <laughs> so slide. funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one. Elton John um, compares his set list when he's putting together a set list to sex. Oh, it's got to be. Um, Start like slow and mm-hmm. build to the middle climax, and then have big boom. You start crashing. off, no, you start off really well, right? And then you chill out a little bit, yeah. And then towards the end of the show, mm-hmm. all hell breaks that's loose. Right. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, uh-huh. he deserves like, a nice little clap for that. <laughs> that was good. That was. Good. I think so. Do you have any more for me? I have one more for All you. Right. Um, she said, Sarah Jessica Parker was asked about Robbie Robert Downey Jr. She did an article in the New uh-huh. Yorker, and she's never she's talked about him, but not a whole lot. She dated him for seven years, mm-hmm. and she said, um, people around him would be dismissive of me, but I had given him stability and tried to create a steady heartbeat that allowed him to show up on time. And the fact that he wouldn't stop drinking made me angry and embarrassed me. And then he went on to heroin. Mm-hmm. And then he went to jail. We're going to do a... Um, then he went on to Iron Man and yeah. a lot of great things after that. Yeah, so he, he, he has, he's he, also said, because he's promoting a car show. Yes, yes. With He was kids. asked about her and he was like, she, yeah, she stuck with me and she I could did. never get my act together. Right. She was he's, right to leave me. He's really turned his life around. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. He has. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.